Hello, dear friends and colleagues. This is Dr. Majid Chinikar, interventional cardiologist, with my dear friend and colleague, Dr. Rasan Khalipur. We are your host of this episode of the CardioCast for update for the dual antiplatelet therapy and escalation de-escalation, and also some issues about the side effects that may oblige us to discontinue this potent and very, very efficient drugs. We knew that Colopirovir and Prozovir are prodrugs and acting via ADP receptors irreversibly, but the Ticagrelor works on another part of that receptor without any interaction with ADP, and the mechanism of action is also reversible. When we are noticing all the data for the acute coronary syndrome and comparing P2Y12 inhibitors in acute coronary syndrome, the overall results showing that one-year major adverse cardiovascular events, one-year MACE, one-year all-cause mortality, and one-year myocardial infarction are lower when we are using Ticagrelor or Prazugrel. But for the major bleeding, it is obvious that the risk of the major bleeding is lower with the clopidogrel. But for the Prazugrel and Ticagrelor, uh, I can say that the Ticagrelor uh, sitting somewhere between the Prazogrel and Colopidogrel in terms of major bleeding. According to several trials that evaluated the duration of use of P2Y12 inhibitors on the background of continued aspirin, there has been growing interest in the concept of discontinuing aspirin in favor of monotherapy with the P2Y12 inhibitor. Supporting this concept in patients with recent acute coronary syndrome, some studies showed that the colopidogrel monotherapy has been shown to reduce the risk of MACE when you are comparing the result with the aspirin monotherapy. But recently, we have a very, very nice publication. This is something that about the STOP-DAP2 ACS and one or two months of DAPT followed by colopidogrel monotherapy showed inferior to 12 months DAPT with aspirin and colopidogrel for patients with acute coronary syndrome. And this is our new update about the monotherapy. When we go back for the result of DAPT data and also for the monotherapy and new generation of the drugs that we are using, we got all information about the discontinuation and also for the short DAPT for one or three months post-PCI for the reducing the risk of bleeding and also for the keeping that the same benefit of the preventing acute coronary syndrome and thrombotic events with monotherapy and all this data showed that using potent mono-antiplatelet therapy, using Ticagrelor and Prozogrel are very, very efficient and also there are less bleeding when comparing with dual antiplatelet therapy. And discontinuation as aspirin also did not increase the risk of all-cause mortality, MI, or stroke. Also, a stent thrombosis was infrequent and 
aspirin discontinuation was not associated with a statistically significant increase in that risk. I have to also mention this issue that there are some reports and studies that using monotherapy with aspirin after one or three months and if you are going to observe and study very in deep you can see that the study design was something with the use of non-polymer drug eluting stents in very low risk categories of PCI or patients with simple anatomical features and excluding all the complications and all the complicated scenarios like acute myocardial infarction, complex lesion, orthoosteal, unprotected left vein, everything, CTO, bypass graft. Because of this, we are thinking about the monotherapy in this field of shifting paradigm going from absolutely 12 months of dual antiplatelet therapy and facing with the increased risk of GI bleeding and discontinuation because of this and going for the monotherapy after one or three months and switching to one potent antiplatelet therapy and all data showing us that monotherapy with one potent drug like and prazobrel after one or three months even in the complicated situations is non-inferior to dual antiplatelet therapy absolutely and also we are in the side of less bleeding with this strategy for example our new data about the effect of ticagrelor monotherapy versus dapt with the aspirin after three months of dapt in patients going to undergo for the complex pci like three vessel disease three stents more than 60 millimeter uh, stent late bifurcation using two stent strategy left main PCI or CTO uh, bypass graft PCI everything like this that are considering as very very high risk and showing that the endpoint of bark 2 to 5 and also bark 3 to 5 bleeding are less with monotherapy for the side of the bleeding events and for the side of the ischemic events also we can see that the risk of death MI or stroke and also for and in addition for the definite and probable stent thrombosis are in favor of monotropy with ticagrelor. So this group of drugs are promising for preventing the ischemic events and we can use them in monotropy with less risk of the bleeding. Another study for the dual antiplatelet therapy after PCA in patients with HBR that use the Ultimaster stents and changing the and then comparing the uh, standard DAPT with the abbreviated DAPT showed also non-inferiority for the MACE and also superiority for the risk of the bleeding. But that was also another group of patients with very low risk profile. There are a lot of reasons for escalation for the patients. We know about that, that the escalation may be due to new thrombotic events for the patient and for the patients undergoing for the thrombolytic therapy after 48 hours, recurrent ischemic events and uh, for the high thrombotic risk, something the high risk PCI complex lesions, multiple stents 
you are switching and going for the escalation and there are also reasons for the de-escalation that we know that mostly for the high bleeding risk and bleeding events and sometimes for the side effects and also some change between two potent drugs between prazogran and Takavur for the side effects we know about that and we reviewed everything about this issue in our previous podcast but something that i like to review here is our concerns and our colleagues concerns about continuation of potent antiplatelet therapy as monotherapy or dapt and uh, is there any room for uh, be concerned about the side effects and is it a limiting factor for the discontinuation of therapy with these potent drugs or not uh, I'd like to answer to this question by reviewing all the side effects and our approach to this problem. We know that the most significant problem with the Ticarvor and also new uh, or potent antiplatelet-therapy like Prozogrel are bleeding that sometimes are fatal. We are not using these drugs in active pathological bleeding or history of intracranial bleeding. There are absolute contraindications for using this. And we have to consider that when we need to use aspirin in those more than 100 milligrams, we cannot use these potent drugs and we have to de-escalate and going for the colopidogrel instead of these drugs. So, if we consider all these issues, a long list of the side effects like many other drugs from the back pain, bleeding gums, blurred vision, confusion, cough, dyspnea that is frequent and we will discuss later, lightheadedness, faintness, irregular heartbeat, bleeding, and some less frequent side effects reported. For the hematological system and the very common side effect that is bleeding, it's reported up to 12% generally. But in the PLATU study, the platelet inhibition and patient's outcomes that covered more than and 19,000 patients, two groups of the clopidogrel and ticagrelor, the incidence of the major and minor bleeding was something like 8% in the ticagrelor and 6% in the clopidogrel. And we consider that this is significant, but we know when you are adding the aspirin to clopidogrel and keeping the patient on dual antiplatelet therapy, comparing with the monotropy with the ticagrelor, the risk of ticagrelor uh, absolutely is lower than the dual antiplatelet Going for the respiratory system and the most frequent symptom of dyspnea that patients and physicians are very concerned, the maximum reported percentage of this side effect is 21%. From PLATO study, again, this side effect was something like 14% and it was usually mild to moderate in intensity and often resolved during continued treatment. However, in up to 1% of patients required to be discontinued medication for this reason. In sub-study of the plateau, they used PFT for checking the respiratory system and there was no indication of any adverse effect on pulmonary function assessed after one month and even after six months of chronic treatment. In Pegasus study, covering more than 21,000 patients, 4% of patients taking ticagrelor in dose of 60 mg BID daily discontinued the treatment due to dyspnea compared to 
1% for the aspirin. And for the thinness study, covering also more than 90,000 patients, this may reported in the upper part of the percentage, 21%, but the discontinuation was 7%. We can see from all this study, even in the highest rate of the reported side effects, the discontinuation rate for this side effect looks not be very high, uh, about 7%. And we have this suggestion that when the patients uh, experiencing dyspnea in the mild or moderate intensity and not severe and not intolerable, we are going to continue the medication and after a while we are not bothered with this side effect. But when this symptom is very severe and continuing, we need to discontinue the drug and de-escalate or change to another potent drug to prosopril. After these two reported very, very concerning side effects, dyspnea and bleeding, I'd like to mention the very important and in my concern, sometimes dreadful complication of ticardorol for the cardiovascular system. In the Halter sub-study of Plateau, more patients had ventricular pauses more than 3 seconds or longer with ticardorol, 6% when comparing to 3.5% in the first month, acute phase. And after one month, these figures go for the 2%, 2.2% for the ticardorol and 1.6% for the clopidogrel. And we know that the risk of the ventricular pause and bradycardia is mostly happening in the first month. And when we are taking another concomitant situation, I mean for the heart failure, this percentage of the bradycardia and also for the pauses and AV block are more in the heart failure group. The rate reported for 9.2% for the heart failure group and in those without heart failure, the number was 5.4%. So this is something that concerning and we have considered for the ventricular pauses, for the bradycardia and also for atrial fibrillation and syncope and all other cardiovascular side effects. Some other points for another systems, for the renal, we facing more than 50% increase in the creatinine level in 7% of patients when you, they are using 90 milligram BID ticagrelor. This is not uh, concerning cause of the function of the kidney, but something that reversing to the baseline after discontinuation of the drug. We have to consider this in our uh, routine follow-up of the patients for the laboratory findings. Also for the musculoskeletal back pain sometimes are disturbing for the patient, hypersensitive reaction, and gastrointestinal abdominal pain, dyspepsia are not uncommon. And for the metabolic one, the hyperuricemia is something happening up to 1%, and also for the dermatological pruritis and skin rash and bleeding, and vertigo for the other system are not uncommon. But something that I should say here in the wrapping all these side effects for this category of patients for acute coronary syndrome and also for high-risk thrombotic risk, we have to consider this important issue that 
when we are going to think about the patient's risk for bleeding and for the thrombotic events and we are assessing the patient and categorize them in the high bleeding risk and high thrombotic risk and making four groups of patients according to this combination and we are going for the de-escalation for the high bleeding risk and low thrombotic risk and going for the potent antiplatelets for the ticagrelor prazograf for the high thrombotic risk and low bleeding risk we have to reconsider any time that the patient coming back with a new sign or symptoms when the patient coming first time for this category maybe the next month in another category and we have reconsider and change our regimen this is the most important point the second point is that for the side effects there are real and all drugs are not without any side effect and we know about the side effects that disturbing the patient like dyspnea and sometimes for the bleeding very major bleeding uh, very very high risk for the major bleeding and maybe a life threatening and we learn about using these drugs in combination for the short depth and for the abbreviated depth and also for monotherapy and right now in this content of information that we got from all published data we know that using the potent antiplatelet therapy ticagrelor as monotherapy after one or three months of dual antiplatelet therapy in very very complicated cases and very high risk thrombotic state are very beneficial and comparing to monotherapy with aspirin or clopidogrel we got the better result for keeping the patient away from the thrombotic events and also in terms of the bleeding comparing to dual antiplatelet therapy that was our classic our classical scenario and strategy in past we now informed that monotherapy with ticagrelor imposing less bleeding risk for the patients and for all of this we are not going to cancel or to ignore this therapy for our patients for the fear of side effects that may be potentially not very very serious and when we are acknowledge about all these side effects and know how to deal with this we would be in the better state of decision making for our patients and keeping them safe and in a better situation for preventing of mace and nace and all other dreadful situation that threaten our patients thank you very much for your listening and i hope be your host in next episode of cardiocast